Here it is, another episode of the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am Mark Jolliff, sometimes known as DJ Soundwave, sometimes called MJ, sometimes called things that I prefer not to say on here. All right, let's get into it. Another episode is here. Thanks for checking out the show. Been a couple weeks since I did one, but going to hit you with a bunch of episodes in a row here. So you had time to sit back and listen to the old episodes, and now you're going to get caught up. Time for some new ones. On today's show, we have Shaw Calhoun. He's been on the show before. If you want to go back and check out that episode, it is episode 84. It was around late last summer, early fall. Talked about his album, The Rudy Tape. And on today's show, we're going to talk about his two newer projects, Mariana and his most recent one, Goat Cheese. Both of these are bangers. Can't wait to talk to him about that. And I got to talk to him about the NBA. Last time he was on, we were talking about the Bucks and... They just won the championship, so let's see if he still thinks they're good or bad, and what about those Bulls, right? What about uh, other teams in the NBA playoffs possibly coming up here, and I gotta pick his brain on that, the 75th anniversary of the NBA and the 75 greatest players. There's a, there's a certain player that I don't understand how he's not on that list, so we'll see what he thinks about that coming up here on the Infinite Banter podcast. And on the last episode, I talked to my guy, Panels, who has an album with Scorsese, and we talked about a lot of things like that album and movies and things, and he got me to do a review on the spot for Infinite Torture for that awful movie called After Last Season. If you've not heard that episode, go back and hear it, and uh, go waste 90 minutes of your life and go watch the worst movie I have ever seen. It is it is taking up the top spot. I don't know what I would think it would have been before that. Maybe Wizard, that awful movie with uh, Fred Savage playing video games. I used to think that was the worst movie I ever saw, but just a Super Mario Brothers commercial. Somebody will get the reference. But yeah, this is the worst movie I have ever seen. And speaking of bad movies, thanks to everybody who contributed to the poll I put online on Twitter, got some reaction on Facebook and Instagram. The next movie is going to be Roadhouse, and uh, it barely beat out Beastmaster, which is the movie I was rooting for, and The Room is in there too. So all three of them got a lot of votes. I definitely appreciate everybody who was involved with that, but... uh, yeah, it was a squeaker, but um, I'm not going to, you know, go to the Capitol and start complaining that I didn't get Beastmaster to win when Beastmaster did not win, even though I wanted Beastmaster to win. <laughs> uh, Beastmaster was the best. It won. It was stolen. So I really wanted Beastmaster to win because I'm a huge fan of Mark Singer because of V. I'm a big fan of V and I even got to meet him at a comic book convention back in like 04 or something. So I was definitely rooting for it. I will watch it, you know. Damn the poll. They will be on here someday. But I got to go by what the people want. And you guys want Roadhouse. I've talked about Roadhouse before. So I am actually going to watch that damn movie. So (laughs) stay tuned for that. Uh, Maybe in a couple episodes or so, I'll get around to watching Roadhouse and giving my thoughts on it. And The Room, you know, I'll get to that eventually as well. But uh, yeah, Roadhouse wins. Don't know why people want me to watch that. It's probably the best movie of the three, but uh, it's the one that I'm not that excited to watch because I just I just don't care. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's the whole point of this segment. But anyway, talking about bad movies. So Panels, he got me to watch after last season. And we start talking about Scarface a little bit. So here's a clip from last episode where he talked about Scarface and, and movies and things. So go back and check out that episode. Listen to their new album, East Hampton Polo Boys Winter Catalog. But here's a quick clip just to remind you of what I did before on the previous episode with my guy Panels on the Infinite Banter podcast. I kind of shy away from like crazy fandom at times. Like if everybody's talking about it, I'm not going to see it until it's not important anymore. I feel like, you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like I still haven't seen squid games or any of that. I haven't like, seen I, it either. Just, yeah. I you haven't... know what I'm saying? So yeah, like, like all of that or like, 
for example, like the movie Scarface, I still have never seen that movie, even though it's not popular because it's not like it, it, you know, dropped yesterday. But yeah, but you got to underground hip hop is Scarface. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, I'm almost like, I don't know. Uh oh, hip hop credentials get revoked, that. man. I don't know. <laughs> oh, bro. Hey, bro, I, I got I got some hot takes of my own, bro. Like they're be- they're better movies. I'm positive. Than Scarface. For I, sure. I'll tell you like, this: you don't hear Goodfellas like that. You know what I'm saying? No. So like, why? Good point. Or Casino, for that matter. Casino's probably a better. Yeah, movie. exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, so I feel like Scarface for real. Like, yeah, it has a good little rap for it, but there, there's some ill movies outside of Scarface. Like, reference another mafia movie or another drug movie. You know? You might even argue Carlito's Way is better than Scarface. <laughs> pretty ironic that i'm talking to hip-hop people while also kind of bashing scarface i don't know if that's allowed to do because scarface is the you know hip-hop movie if you have a a home the first thing you buy if you're a rapper or an aspiring hip-hop artist is you have a scarface picture on your wall more than likely to one reason the jacuzzi yelling pelican pelican (laughs) come say i thought the bad guy i i don't know i i I like the movie. I mean, don't get me wrong, but if I was just judging it on the movie itself, and especially that soundtrack, it would be eh, mediocre. It's more it's more of a bigger deal because of what it means to pop culture and specifically hip-hop pop culture. So there we go. Big up to my guy, Panels. Go listen to that episode. Him and Scorsese, you know, rest in peace to my dude. Uh, they put together a real banger. That album, East Hampton Polo Boys Winter Catalog. And by the way, before I get too far into this, Three years. This is my three-year anniversary, depending on when you actually press play on this episode. February 26, 2019, I recorded my very first Infinite Banter podcast episode. You can find it. I don't encourage you to listen to it. It's not my best work. It's the first one. It's called A New Dope, a play on words of A New Hope from Star Wars. Anybody who listens to my episodes, they'll see that a lot of my titles I usually have fun with either uh, songs or movie titles and kind of switch it around to try to make it work for the episode itself. But yeah, I did an episode on February 26th, 2019, released it, put it on Mixcloud, and uh, it was off and running since then. So appreciate everybody who's been here from the beginning till now and, and then some. But yeah, you want to go back 105 episodes and check that one out? Go for it. Um, I don't even remember what I talked about. I'm sure I talked about Marvel movies or something, babbling on about nothing. But that's the whole point of it. That's that's what infinite banter was it was just me talking not knowing exactly where this car was gonna go and i try to keep it on the road as best as possible without taking too many off ramps and uh there's a lot of weird parallels there i don't even know what i'm talking about all right so go back and check it out i've been doing the show for three years i appreciate everybody's been down for it and, uh, and i just did my 100th episode in december so really cool to have these little landmarks of doing this podcast right here And this is the Infinite Banter Podcast that you're listening to. You can find it on all streaming platforms. Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Infinite Banter Podcast. Rate and review the show on Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that allows you to review shows, go do that. And find this show there on Spreaker, everywhere else, iTunes. I'm on Spotify. I haven't pulled it off yet. I don't know if that whole thing is blown over yet or not, but uh, I'm I'm still there. I, I don't make any money, so I don't know. And go on YouTube. I put on clips from uh, previous guests, and uh, there's a YouTube page. Just type in Infinite Banter. You'll find it there. Check out my Spotify playlist. 
I think I'm up to nine hours now. Every time I have a guest on, I add one or two songs from their album, put it on there. So this playlist is going to be like 25 hours long eventually. But you don't have to listen to the whole thing. Just play like, you know, two or three songs, like it, follow it, share it, get these artists, you know, some recognition, put a couple pennies in their pocket because that's all Spotify pays. But hey, whatever. Every little bit helps and it gets their music into the system, gets it into the ether. So before we start the show, I do want to tease a little bit. At the end of the show, I, I know I'm a little behind, but I want to talk about the Super Bowl halftime show. I got a few thoughts on that. So stay tuned for the end. I'll get into that a little bit. A couple other things I've got to throw out there as well. All right, let's get into the show. Let's talk to Shaw Calhoun about his new EP, Go Cheese, and much, much more. So let's just get into it. The Infinite Banter Podcast. But before we get started with anything, as you know, the mic gets turned on, but it doesn't start until the one and only DMC comes in and says this. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now, you're listening to Infinite Banter, because we will banter on forever, because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I be Infinite Banter. You know how we do on here. Before we get a guest on to talk about their new project, we will play a song from them just to get you excited about the album and everything else. So here we go from his new EP, Goat Cheese. This is Blind Taste from Shaw Calhoun. This is a straight banger. So here we go. Blind Taste from Goat Cheese. Shaw Calhoun on the other side of this. We'll talk to the man himself about this EP and much, much more. This is Shaw Calhoun, Blind Taste from the Goat Cheese EP on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Real talk, I'm jiving with the slick talk. Body count increase, the fans ran out of damn chalk. Calculated moves while I'm keeping the pin sharp. Niggas wrote the pin sharp, considered the benchmark. Yeah, they off the field, gunning for my spot. After hearing this, she ready, strolled on your ops. Speeding for no reason, flicking off the cops. Become problematic, call static, even with your pops. Truth be told, I never fold, how I expose fam. Showing depths like all my apps, keep it the program. The crowd scheming, so more haters are scheming. Cause it's what you can't play up, really beaming. Stay low and keep firing till the beep's over. I'm so close with greatness, we had sleepovers. Yeah, say some shit on the side, dude. You only saw drama, was the club in high school. I'm on my bullshit like Levine Different grind, the God skills is quite divine Head down, number crunching, there's no discussion Nobody came to see you, yeah, I'm young roughing For many months, I was camped out on the dungeon I stayed plotting, the mentals is never sunken I'm Chuck Strange, going hard the whole 82 Get your lady, dude, she swallowed nut like it's baby food Sour D's twisted like a sprained knee I'm so G, a blind man can clearly see Uh, they ain't ready for when I go rogue I give them three sixteens, yeah I'm stone cold I tear his cottage, your shit is garbage Call a spade, I flows like a grown fuck stuck in the first grade Uh, you making it, it's very slim I stay giving breaks, but it's niggas limbs Yo, it's Confucius, and right now I'm tuned in to Infinite Banter, DJ Soundwave, New Jersey to the shy. Let's go! 
You're tuned into the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am DJ Soundwave, and right now I'm joined by an MC making his second appearance on the podcast. Back when we talked about his album, The Rudy Tape, he's had two projects drop since then, Mariana and his newest project, Goat Cheese. The one and only Shaw Calhoun is back on the Infinite Banter Podcast. What's up, Shaw? Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having me again, man. Oh, appreciate <laughs> it, man. That, you know, that Rudy Tape was such a banger. I was like, as soon as you got something else, you got to let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you had two since the last time, so salute, man. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on again. You know what I'm saying? Definitely looking. I definitely was looking forward to coming back on. Appreciate he you. One of, he was one of the first I put on as soon as I made that release. Man, man, thanks, thanks so much, man. I appreciate being in the loop like that. And let's get right into it, man. This Goat Cheese album, man. Some really slick metaphors in here, and then the production, man. Talk about the concept of this this EP here, and you know, when did you start working on it? Uh, I started working on it, uh, and sometime in, uh, I believe it was like December. Yeah, December. I worked on it right before the year was over. The plan, what I wanted to do with Goat Cheese, was pretty much include, like, pretty much include, like, the grimes and the grimes to put it up with like the fine like the finest things like you know like a wine and cheese party like upscale ah, like up- i feel you so because like on the back of the album there's a lot of wine references or whatnot so see because i, mean, I drink beer i didn't catch that ah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is see you're gonna have to help me with one of the uh the pronunciations the master one <laughs> i was like how you say that <laughs> see there you go see we see what status Shaw is on, and we see what status I'm on. <laughs> Man. Yeah, but talk about that title, Gochi. So that's essentially what you're saying, right? It's like a mixture of the finest and then... Yeah, pretty much like when we did that, that was like the grimy part was like more like sonically, the production-wise. And then, you know, goat cheese is pretty much, if you do your research, goat cheese is one of like the cheeses that, that you can find at a, like a wine and cheese party, like an upscale one. So they use goat cheese to go with the wine. So a lot of like wine tasting events and whatnot, you'll have like goat cheese there as well. And hopefully this album playing in the background. Shit. I mean, anybody listening, go get some goat yeah. cheese, some fine wine, and, and blast that Shaw Calhoun. Yeah, of course. Of course. We definitely will we'll fit the mood. Fit the mood. Definitely blind. <laughs> no doubt, man. Who uh, who did the production on this one? Uh, fourth Beats, uh, my guy Bishop from uh, Black Hand Music Group. Those two producers, pretty much, yeah. They did the bulk of the production on uh, Goat Cheese. Did you work with them before? Were they on the Rudy tape at all or uh, the Mariana joint? They were on Mariana. Uh, okay. Fourth was Mariana for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And talk about that album cover, man. That that feel again with you know the the piano and just kind of laid back vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much that whole image, like the now now you see me, now you don't. A little bit of like a shot, shadow of a thought. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much. Yeah, we just wanted to like show, show like a part of me, but not my full face. Ah, nice. Let me have more of that gloomy look. Man, that's that's awesome. And we'll get right into the tracks here. Blind Taste might be my favorite track on here. You say some really witty shit on that one, dude. I, I definitely got to give it to you on that one. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's pretty much everyone's favorite. Uh, I mean, as soon as I heard it, uh, uh, Fourth Beats from uh, Sacramento, he produced it. As soon as I heard it, man, I was like, "Oh yeah, I gotta get my hands on this one. This is a this is a banger." And that I did, and very lucky too, as well. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, I'm a big wrestling fan, so when you drop that verse, I mean, that line where you say, "Let me let me see if I got it here." I give him three sixteens. I'm stone cold. I was like, "Damn!" I had to rewind it for that one. Salute. <laughs> yeah, appreciate. It. I definitely was in the WWF. Well, I know it's WWE now, but I remember I was watching when it was WWF. Or WCW. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. There you go, right? Yeah. We were back when they had the wars and everything. Yes, yes. 
But that verse, man, I got to ask about metaphors like that because, you know, there's a lot of MCs that, that are really slick with it and, and drop some really clever metaphors and references. What's your secret to that? Is it just more or less you just read everything, you know, a lot of pop culture? Like, how do you how do you come up with these metaphors, man? Uh, it's a combination of both. I do a lot of reading, a lot of research, and, you know, so I'm caught up on pop culture, cultural events. You know what I mean? I try to stay well-grounded on all phases, you know what I mean? Um, and that, in my experience, I have a definitely good memory, so... No doubt, man. You definitely had me on my Google search a couple times on this one. I like, wait, what's he saying on here? Hold on a minute. <laughs> there was a line in, uh, let me see if I got this right, Master Sommelier. Did I say that? I don't know if I, I probably butchered the hell out of that. <laughs> he said, uh, I'm not Peter Parker, but stuck on that Mary Jane. That was another line. I had to write that one down. I'm like, I got to ask him about this one because I'm a Spider-Man nerd. So it definitely right. caught, caught me on that one. Yeah, I'm into Marvel too. Marvel. But to be honest with you, my guy is uh, Wolverine. That's that's my guy. Oh, there, you, there it is. Well, he could he could drink all night. <laughs> yeah. Drink and and smoke cigars. Exactly. Like, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> he could do some dumb shit, you know, like drunk people do. But the difference is he'll get back up and heal from it. Where someone else is in the hospital trying to explain why they were drinking and climbing a building or something. But <laughs> but yeah, man, yeah, Wolverine is one of my all time favorites. I wish uh, they can do something with him again. I don't know if uh, you know the movies are done with him or Hugh Jackman's finished with it. But there's some uh, rumors out there that X Men are going to be in the new Doctor Strange movie, so maybe they'll be kind of bringing back some of those characters again. Oh well, I didn't hear that, so I'm definitely going to check it out. I definitely saw the uh, post credits of Doctor Strange. That was one of yeah the, the new the newest Spider Man joint. So yeah, definitely look interesting. Yeah, they had a new trailer that came out during the Super Bowl, and uh, I, from what I understand, I guess. Yes, there's like a being talking to Doctor Strange, and it might be Professor X. So that's the the internet buzz going on. So it might be Patrick Stewart. He might be coming back to do it. So that'd be that'd be pretty cool, man. But definitely Wolverine. That's a good one, man. That's I can't I can't knock you on that one. He's one of the all time greats. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, cause somebody like to keep them like keep keep them separate. I mean, just overall Marvel. I think yeah, Wolverine is my guy. Who do you like on DC? Since uh, oh, you brought up comics, yeah. That's a good. That's a great question. Um, See, I don't want to go for the obvious, which is Superman. You know what I mean, or or Batman. Even though they're both cool, right? I, think, uh, that's a, that's a good I always liked Flash. That was always my favorite. Although I don't like how they done him on the TV show and all that as much. But he's always been my favorite. All right, I think I'll go with Green Lantern. There you go. There you go. You can't go wrong with that. They need to get that right too, <laughs> in a movie form. They they screwed <laughs> that up that first time, and and you know, maybe they do John Stewart or. Uh, one of the other ones, which is uh, Guy Gardner, a couple of the other guys. They they definitely could do that correctly if they get the right person to play it. Indeed, indeed. I mean, they should just start off doing fresh with a young actor. No one has a scene that one came across. I think they should as, as far as just hiring somebody like a, like a like a familiar face. They should just start from scratch. No doubt, man. And, and back to this album, Goat Cheese. I'm, it's really, uh, what's been the reception for this? Cause I'm, like I said, I'm really feeling a lot of the metaphors and, and the production on it is really cool. What's been the reception from fans and people like that? Uh, people loving it. People love the beats. People love the lyrics, of course. You know what I mean? And then what, what's crazy was everybody's finding the track listing very, very like interesting. You know, it was wondering why I went that way with it. I mean, I always be unpredictable. You know what I mean? Especially from the track listings, even to the cover art. Always like coming from that field. But overall, just the, the feedback I've been getting just been all positive. Yeah, without a doubt, man. I can't say anybody wouldn't, like I said, you know, get some crackers and some, some cheese, goat cheese, that is, and, and play this record, man. This is this is really dope. Any chance there might be some videos from this one or anything like that? Uh, no, nah, we just wanted to put it out. This 
was just a part of a little process. You know, we put down a string of EPs this year, you know what I'm saying, leading up to a full length towards, like, what, the summer, towards the fall. I mean, I know, I know that's a question you was going to ask later on, but... Yeah, you can get you know, into it now if you want. Yeah, there's no reason to uh, to save it. We can go ahead and get into that. I mean, that's just a part of our plan, you know what I mean? For us, we talk, I'm speaking big other than me and my man Danny Nono, you know what I'm saying? Just our plans is to continue to release these EPs. And then after that, we're like two more. And then I, right after that, it's a full-length project. So coming in strong this year for 2022. Man. And like I said, you already have these three projects that we've been talking about here. And you're just going, and there's no stopping at all, man. That's 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 really cool. And shout out to Nono, by the way. Big up to him. Yes, sir. Um, just definitely, like, uh, uh, my plan is just to continue to be consistent and just keep my foot on the neck and just keep keep grinding. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt, man. And uh, the other EP we were I was talking about at the beginning here was this... Uh, this Mariana joint, and uh, I love the cover art, man, because I'm a big Jaws fan, and it feels like some sort of like uh, like 70s vintage. I know Jaws is from the 70s, but it even feels like more like vintage independent steez, like the, with the woman swimming and shark getting ready to get in that ass. I mean, <laughs> talk, talk about that album and that cover, man. Well, the cover, I mean, yeah, it's, kind of, it's somewhat of like a shark, but it's the closest we could We was really looking for a Megalodon. Because, like, the whole term Mariana, we were talking about, like, that's the deepest part of the ocean, yeah. Mariana, a drench. You know what I mean? So we were, that's the closest picture that we could, cool picture that we could find that's closer to, like, a Megadon. You know, it's still somewhat kind of like a shark. Right. Because, but, like, the picture is just so sick with it. We could we had to use that one. You know what I mean? But in deeper context, like, the term Mariana, you know, we just try to be, just like how it's the deepest part of the ocean, that's how I want to eat every track. I just try to be lyrically deep. So that was my whole approach with it, so. Man, so I'm learning new things, man. So goat cheese is something to do with, like, wine and, you know, just living that, that lifestyle and now the, the Mariana joints about being deep. See, I thought it was just about shark biting people. See, <laughs> you take it to the next level, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on your Jacques Cousteau. You're going deep on this one, man. Yeah, that EP is, is really dope. I like Sylvia. That was probably my favorite track on there. Talk about that one. My, mine is too. Uh, Ford produced that one as well. Um, yeah, it definitely was my favorite one. Definitely a couple, a couple lines. One of my favorite lines is a couple on that album. Like, I definitely like the pushing the pen like a personal trainer. Like, I, I like I like that. I like that line. Yeah, man. And that beat is just crazy. It definitely has that vibe to it. I mean, definitely a lot of your tracks that kind of feel like they could be like throwbacks to like a, an era, like the 70s a little bit. I get that feel like the Rudy tape and this one. It kind of has that 70s grime to it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely like my productions with no drums, you know what I mean? Drums is cool, but if my preference, I kind of would like no drums. You know what I mean? That's why you hear a lot of my beats and whatnot pretty much drumless. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, man. And another track on here, man, Swim at the Sharks. That was another one that caught my attention, man. Talk about uh, that record, too. Yeah, yeah. I was, that was from my guy from overseas, uh, Aja Adams. He's definitely a dope producer. Definitely wouldn't mind working with him in the future. He definitely gave me a couple batches, and I definitely picked that one off the batch. That was one of the ones that was picked off the batch. And both of these EPs, as well as the Rudy Tape, they're available online everywhere, right? I mean, you can get, is there physical copies for any of these? Or is it all just streaming? Or uh, No, just all just streaming at the moment. Uh, uh, hopefully in the future, in this near near future, we plan on getting like all these EPs. Maybe Rudy by himself, but like all these e- EPs like together on one cassette. Oh man, that'd be dope, dude. Yes, yes, yes. And I thought I saw you had some merch too. Like, was there like a Rudy tape T-shirt or or sweater or something? Right? Well, it was, yeah, it was, but I sold out. So. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, definitely get back on the merch soon. You know what I'm saying? So right now, you know, I got sick. I'm pretty sure my guy send you some. Um, that's about it, but I have all that stuff, you know, the, the shirts, 
uh, the physicals, all that good stuff, but pretty much in my future releases. Man, no doubt, man. And one more track on that uh, Mariana joint, Into the Deep, was another one I was feeling as well. I mean, like I said, both these EPs are bangers. Everybody out there listening, go cop them as well as the Rudy tape. But talk about uh, Into the Deep off of that uh, EP, Mariana. Yeah, pretty much. That was that was another track produced by Aja Adams. Um, I definitely, that was like the go-to beat to pretty much to set the tone. And then, you know, me and my lyrics was pretty much the ice and the cake. So that's what made it like a good a good a good intro good track to start it off with to set the tone i guess since you, this uh album cover has like the shark and everything are you down with jaws is there like a water type monster movie you're down with or are you a, are you a fan of those type of movies <laughs> deep blue sea i love them all you know what i mean <laughs> yeah that's that the one where samuel jackson is like getting ready to do a big speech and a shark comes up to get him right <laughs> he just having this deep deep it's deep, real, like, inspiring speech, and then the shark just came and just, just ate him alive. Right? That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, LL's, uh, like, the chef or something, and, um, damn, who else? I haven't seen the movie since it came out, man. It's been so long, but I remember LL had a bird on his shoulder or something. He was, like, a cook or not like Steven that's, that's, Seagal, but, like, you know, on Under Siege, but different. Yeah, one of them sharks ate the, um, ate, ate his bird, and that's when LL went off. Damn. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> I try to remember who else was in that. Oh, wasn't no? Wait, what's that guy's name? Not, Michael Rappaport. He was in it. Oh, damn! That's right. And now he's all over Instagram talking bad about uh, Trump and friends. So you know, <laughs> that's right. That's Mike. Yeah, he was in that. I forgot about that. Believe it or not, not too long ago, he got hit by a snowball doing one of his videos. I saw that, dude. Do, do you think that was real or was that set up? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell either. That's what. That's the question everybody asks: Is it real or fake? At first, I was hoping that it was real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if it was set up, I mean, he definitely took it. Like he, it wasn't, you know, like kind of hit him in the shoulder or something. Like it was in his face. So if it was set up, I give him props for standing there like a man and taking that snowball to the face. But it was definitely funny. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, if there's somebody you don't like, you might want to put a rock in that snowball and hit them. And see. <laughs> That's what we used to do back in the day. I don't know if people do yeah. that anymore. but <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know about nowadays, but definitely did that growing up in my childhood, put a rock inside of a snowball. And just, yeah. yeah, or get that yellow snow. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to touch it, but if somebody else wants to make it real quick, yeah, go ahead. touch no other man. Chris. No, hell no, man. <laughs> man, I know you're a you know a big fan of sports and specifically the NBA, and I've been meaning to ask you this one. I, I wrote it down when I was watching the All-Star game. Tell me this, man, because I, I just don't understand it. They had the 75 anniversary, and they had all the players that represented 75 years, 75 best players. And I was looking at everybody that came out, and I was scratching my head, dude, because I saw somebody didn't come out, man. And I didn't see Vince Carter, and I'm just confused. Uh, unless I'm wrong, am I missing something? Am I wrong? Shouldn't Vince Carter be in that damn 75, or am I overreacting? Of course, of course him and Trey McGrady. Yeah, that's another one, dude. And as soon as I saw it, the first thing I said was, like, you could take Bill Walton's ass off of there, and you could easily just slide Tracy McGrady or Vince Carter in there. Come on. Please, get this man out of here, please. <laughs> I mean, because I was looking up Bill Walton's stats, and you know, they're, they're okay, but, I mean, come on. I, I don't know. I'm just – I think Vince Carter needs to be in there. I, I don't – I just can't see it. The, the longevity alone is enough of a reason for him to be one of the all-time greats. Right. What did, uh, yeah. I, I think Matt Tilling make it. Yeah. What did you think of that list? Was anybody you thought should have been in there as well or somebody that needs to get kicked out? 
<laughs> off that list that doesn't belong. Besides Walton, I can't think of besides Walton. I was thinking Lilliard. I don't know. I was like, oh, I had to look up his stats to see, like, uh, I guess, you know, all right. But I, he had a lot of moments, though. I know it was short, but he had a lot of moments. That's like, true. That was one I was like, kind of scratching my head. I'm like, I don't know. All right. You know, I'm not hating. I just wasn't sure. It, it wasn't one that jumped out at me as like a, an obvious pick, but. Uh, yeah, my. Yeah, he doesn't have a ring, but you kind of look at it this way: like he is the dude of the team, and like basically it got one it got to a point to where like you know who is going to go to, and you know who's going to take the shot, and they still couldn't stop it. You know what I mean? That's true. That's he true. has like a couple of those moments, so you can't ignore that. Just that shot alone in the playoffs against Houston, like that's a part of history. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a buzzer beater, and it was a walk off, and it went in. Like, he did it twice. <laughs> that, and, that, and that puts you in the top 75. There it is. You're right. That moment is so great and so iconic that you have to have him in there. All right, so he stays. So, Bill Walton, you know, pack your shit. You're all, as far as I'm concerned, you're, the list is, is minus him and get Vince Carter in there. Indeed. I hope Draymond didn't make it, did he? I didn't did I I didn't see him on there cuz he was hosting okay. it right on the halftime thing he had like that crazy suit on was that him mm-hmm. Yeah I don't think he made it Cool I mean he's a he's a old he's a decent player but like I don't think he's a better a defensive player than Kawhi like nah Nah, right, right. Maybe if they do the the hundred, which they'll get to, because it seems like all they're doing is just tacking on twenty five from that era. Maybe add a couple older people from before. But yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't see his name on there. But you're right. Maybe he could be on the next one. But yeah, like I said, when I just I, I was watching my daughter, and I was like, maybe I missed it. I was like, maybe Vince came out there, and I didn't see him, and I had to look online. Like, nope, I was just, I don't know, man. I just got, it just got me mad. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> like either either Rasheed Wallace or Ben Wallace. Oh, neither one of them with the Pistons. Yeah, with the one. Yeah, that's a good one. And I must be the only person who liked Mitch Richmond. I don't think he was on that list either. Oh, rock? Oh, the, the Rock, man. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, yeah he needs <laughs> the Rock. People don't get yeah, people sleep on the Rock, man. I'm telling you, dude. Yeah, that was that was the dude back in the in the day. I mean, he was like the only player out there on that team. Yeah, all the kings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's not many people you name after that. I'm trying to think of like other famous, you know, players from over there. But yeah, he's yeah. he's it. That's the one. Speaking of basketball, I know last time you came on here, we were talking about the Bucks. What do you think now? Where do where do you see them going? You know, is it going to be the Suns in the West and the Bulls here in Chicago? You you talking about guys taking a last shot and DeRozan's been killing them with the last shots and everything. Just put the team on his shoulders and doing big right, things. Right. Okay, this is this is what I'll say. What I what I like what I would like to see in the Eastern Conference Finals is uh, Philadelphia and Milwaukee. Okay, I would like, I would like to see that. Uh, you know what? I know I'll go back. I, I'll, I'll keep it at semi semis. So like on one, one side, I like to see um, Milwaukee and Philly, and then I want to see Miami and Chicago. There you go. All right. Yeah, I like that. I like the sound of that. I want to see those four. Now, West, I haven't really kept my eye on the West because it's like you know it's like a seesaw. You know what I mean? You know you got. You know, you got Utah, you got Memphis. Yeah, Golden State, I saw, still doing their thing. Golden State is creeping up in there. And I mean, Phoenix, they've maintained, they've maintained their position. They're doing good, but you never know. Like, I don't know how things are going to be if they run into, like, uh, Golden State. I don't, you don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You don't know what you're get, getting out of that series. It's going to be tough. I mean, I'll be honest, as a Bulls fan, we were just happy to have a team that looked like they can maybe get like a spot in the playoffs. And now it looks like they can go beyond just getting in. They might actually make some noise. I'm not expecting them to win the championship, but to go from, you know, two or three years of doing nothing to, you know, maybe being a three or four seed. I'm just I can't I'm excited about that. Yeah. 
they, they, they. Who, who's your team? I forgot from last time. You said it was the Wizards or no? No, that was the Trailblazers. Trailblazers, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It broke my squad up, but it's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but I just remember you were talking some trash about the Bucks. So I was wondering if you're still on that or not. If you think that they they might repeat, uh, they got a good chance. They they've looked a lot better. Giannis, I think he stepped up another level. Even though I think Embiid is going to take the MVP, I think Giannis has stepped up because he can kill you in multiple ways now. You know what I'm saying? His jumper is is coming along. You know, like around the perimeter. I mean, in, like inside the arc, not outside the arc, but like inside the arc, his jumpers is getting better, and he can post up. Ah, uh, and he's yeah. So he's getting everybody involved. So that's pretty much like a promising for them. And then, like, they just go as far as he goes. There you go. See, I'm going to come back to you when the playoffs start and see if uh, <laughs> how your premonitions work out and see how it, how they stand up. Because I think you're right. Those, those four teams in the East that you mentioned, it'd be hard for me to say there's another team that could creep up. But the East is a little more. A lot of the teams are very similar as far as talent, where the West, it seems like it's top-heavy. Like There's a, a lot at the top. and the bottom, it's not as good of quality of teams. But you never know once the playoffs start, right? Right, 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 absolutely. Then, um, you know, the team I was rooting for to get in to the to get into the playoffs on the East was Charlotte, but it's not looking good. Yeah, they're on the outside, right? They, I don't, I got to look at the standings, but they're like barely, like five hundred or something like that. Right, and they can't finish. They can't finish a game to save their lives. They always, they always come out to a good lead, but when it gets to crunch time, you know, you got to be disciplined. You got to be straight straight and narrow to close out the game and they never close out the game. I believe they lost to Detroit the other night. Right. Is there a lot of Hornets fans out by you? I know you're sort of in that, that region, but not quite, but No, not really, not really. Out here just mainly is a Wizards fan. Okay, got you. And one more thing I saw on your Instagram, I thought this was really cool. You had like your, your five favorite MCs and you uh-huh. had Rakim and Nas, which is like, you know, always in, in most people's which I they're in mine. But you had two members from Wu Tang in there. And a, a Jada kiss, right? So I was like, man, this is a pretty interesting five. It's not your typical, you know, five guys you see. Just talk about those five. It was like with Deck and uh, Raekwon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we can start off with those two. I mean, pretty much. Like, uh, I know overall the roots, as far as Wu-Tang, as far as the albums goes, it's like, you know, Ghost, he has that crown. But I think right behind him, well, well besides Jizza, right behind those two is like Raekwon as of like as of like 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 after yeah. Wu pretty much. I think he's right there on the hills with you know, with Cuba Links too, uh the Wild, uh Shaolin versus Wu Tang, all those are pretty much good great quality albums in my opinion. Yeah, you, nobody's gonna be calling you out on that one. That's that's a good call. I mean, Raekwon and Ghost. I mean, today to me, that's like A and B. I mean, they're right there, you know, running neck mm-hmm. and neck. And you said Deck. That's another one. He's a really good lyricist, but people don't usually put him in their their top five. I mean, I never heard a bad verse from him. He kills. He kills <laughs> everything. Like, I mean, it's so much. The list can go on and on. Hell's Wednesday, again, Team Swords, um, Cold War, Duel of the Iron Mikes, the Sasha A. Like the list goes on. When his number's called, he's killing it. <laughs> yeah. Right now, it's just like the like NBA players you're talking about taking that last shot, you know, when his verse comes up. The people went yeah. before them, but they better have brought their thing together because, you know, Deck's going to close it out big time. And uh, Jada Kiss, I mean, for those who slept on that dude, that verse should have woke everybody up like, hey, remember this dude can do his thing? <laughs> Talk about Jada Kiss, man. There's 100% stage presence, you know what I'm saying? And his, and his grind, and his mark that he left on the mixtape game is just like untouchable. Like, Tyler just freestyling, <clears throat> whether it's like somebody else's or whatever it be, he always kills it. I think all the other rappers, you know, like guys like Rakim, Elzai, Black Thought, you know, those type of tier lyricists, you have to pretty much, you can't just listen to it once. You have to, like, go back and listen, which is fine. 
But what Jada Kiss says, you can just listen to it once and just get it like right away. Like it's definitely a little bit more down to earth and relatable. That's without a doubt. And, you know, I've always struggled with Rakim and Nas. They've always been like one, two or one and three or two and three for me. And I always still have Rakim on top. I think it's maybe because of my age, because I'm over 40 and I just grew up on that dude. But Nas lately has just been doing too much for me to like not consider him to being the best of all time. Oh, well, I think the opposite. I mean, I, I, I'm loving the King Disease, and I like the Magic joint. You know what I'm saying? Magic was great, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe because I'm, I'm a little biased. That's my favorite rapper of all time. But, I mean, I'm impressed with his work, his latest work. You know what I mean? But I respect your opinion as well, so. Oh, good, man. No doubt. And, you know, I always have Karis One high on there and Kane, you know, ever since, you know, I've been thinking about these top fives, top tens, but. At the end of the day, I always go back to Rakim, man. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just, I can't help it. It's hard for me to knock him off that pedestal. When's the first time you heard Rakim? And what were your feelings when you first heard like a joint from him? To be honest with you, like my first scenes of him, you know what I'm saying? Like as a kid, I'm more like videos instead of like hearing it, hearing like the song. Right. It was like seeing the videos and me seeing him. It was like, I mean, I was too young to grasp now, but I was just more like, it's just something about him in his videos, how he carry himself. It's like, see, he seems like superior. I'm just speaking like how I was speaking from when I was, you know, like when right. I was a kid. And then I pretty much grasped his lyrics and when I came across him, like when I was back in high school, and then fell in love, fell in love ever since. Like my favorite song from him is Follow the Leader. Oh, that's a good one, man. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, dude. Yeah, it's hard for me to think of a favorite song. I mean, that one, I always like Juice Know the Ledge, Don't Sweat the Technique, oh, yeah. I Ain't No Joke. There's so many, dude. Dude, the list is long. <laughs> Lyrics of Fury. Um, oh, my God. Dude, <laughs> it's, for those who didn't know that he can do his thing, in case they forgot, yeah. Play Lyrics of yeah. Fury. Yeah, without a doubt. My melody, all of them giants. Yeah. Speaking of Golden Era, man, uh, G-Rap just released, released something today with Alchemist. Whoa. Like, for real? I, I didn't know that. That's that's mind-blowing yeah. there. It was my The song was mind-blowing. I mean, I played about, like, what, a bunch of times all day today. It's just, like, because it just amazes me, like, how old is he? And he just still, like, lyrically, like, just sharp, just Man. up, like, pushing the pushing the envelope, of course. Like, And you got him with Alchemist, who's one of the great producers right now, you know, of all time. That's a combo and, right there. Indeed, indeed, indeed. I definitely suggest you go listen to him after this interview. It's definitely a good, uh, good song. It's a single. Yeah, man. I mean, I got to play Goat Cheese like 10 more times, but then, then I'll play Cool G Rap and Alchemist. That's crazy, dude. I didn't know that. Man, hip-hop card revoked. Uh, <laughs> man, big up for letting me know about that. Man, where no could people... Yeah, no doubt, man. Where could people follow you online and, like I said, find your music and everything else? Continue to find my music on all streaming outlets, you know, such like as um, Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, all that good stuff. And Bandcamp, uh, if you want to follow, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just shock your home. Man, everybody listen, go check out Go Cheese, Mariano, the Rudy Tape. And like you said, you've got more coming. What was the, the name of the next project? Do you have a title for those yet? Uh, yes, uh, Fly Langston. There you go. Ah, is it a Langston Hughes reference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fly Langston, yeah. Nice. Yeah. When did you say that one might come out? Do you have a date on that one? or? Uh, uh, yeah, TBD. There you TBD. go. <laughs> no doubt, man. Def- definitely soon. And then, you know what I mean? Then uh, the one before, one before that, that's coming very soon is uh, My Regards. Nice. Everybody listening, follow Shaw Calhoun, listen to the current stuff, the past stuff, and then so much coming and like you said, it'll be some merch, possibly some physical copies. And 
man, let's just get ready, man. Shaw Calhoun's blowing up. Everybody needs to pay attention and get familiar, man. Big up for coming on here, dude. It's always a pleasure. And of course, anytime you want to come on, we can talk about the NBA playoffs or anything else, man. I appreciate you all the time, dude. Yes, sir. Likewise. Likewise. Thanks for having me again, man. Appreciate it. No doubt. Shaw Calhoun. And this time he thinks the Bulls could be in the, the final four of the East. I'm, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Let's go. <laughs> man, big up, Shaw. Appreciate you, man. Likewise, man. You too, man. Bless up, man. Boss up. No doubt. Man, that was a lot of fun talking to Shaw Calhoun. I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, Vince Carter should be in there. I still don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Sorry, Bill Walton. You got to go. There's probably some other ones I could look up. If I were to look up stats and such and see who can uh, be replaced, but maybe I just wasn't ready to put Damian Lillard in there as part of the top 75. But yeah, Shaw's right. He's had some great moments in the playoffs, and uh, sometimes that's all it takes is a few of those, and it puts you up a little bit higher. Let's go ahead and play another song from Shaw Calhoun. Now, this is from another EP released. This is from the EP called Mariana. This right here is Swim with the Sharks. We talked about it in the interview, and uh, this right here, everybody listening, please go check out Shaw Calhoun. He's got a lot of great projects out there, and this is just one of them. Swim with the Sharks from his EP, Mariana. This is Shaw Calhoun on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Yeah, 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 Mariana, the Shaw. I want to say peace to the Infinite Banter Podcast and DJ Southway for having me on and keeping me on. Word, word is born. Peace. Make sure you check out the Have You Seen It podcast. Have you ever wondered what shows are like in foreign countries, but the language barrier is what stopped you from giving them a chance? My name's Maggie, and I host the podcast Have You Seen It, where I talk about TV shows from countries all around the world. If you're like me, you spend more time on Netflix looking for something to watch than actually watching something. So if you don't want to spend time scrolling through Netflix or even Hulu, check out my podcast for some show suggestions. I talk about the plots, tell you who the cast is, what I liked and what I didn't like about the shows. And I also throw in some fun facts about each country, tell you where in the world the show takes place, how close they are to any other shows that I've already covered, mention any cultural differences or similarities that I noticed, and my favorite part are the words and phrases that I picked up while watching these shows. You can check out Have You Seen It on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and most other places you listen to your favorite podcasts. 
You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at OfficialHYSI. That's O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L-H-Y-S-I. And make sure to like the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash OfficialHYSI. Let me help you find your new favorite show. It's your girl, Reese, and you have been tuning in to Intimate Banter. Time for you to leave, asshole. That is Kirk Acevedo doing what he always does. He tries to kick me out of here, telling me it's time to go. But before I leave, I got a few things real quick. I did tease it a bit at the beginning. The uh, Super Bowl halftime show, as a hip-hop fan, obviously if you're listening to this, you, you know that. This should not be a shock. <laughs> I've been waiting for an actual halftime show that actually catered to me. Although I will say Prince is still my all-time favorite halftime show, and I'm a big fan of his, so it doesn't have to be hip-hop music to get me excited. Um, I was just tired of seeing old white guys up there. And, and a little bit of background before we get into the actual halftime show itself from this year. You know, I used to work in radio. I was very new, but I started working there right around the time that the Super Bowl happened where Janet Jackson had, uh, was, is it called Boob Gate? I don't know what they called it. Uh, and I'm a big fan of hers, by the way. And that documentary is great. Go watch it. It was four parts on Lifetime. I got through watching it a couple weeks ago. It's really good. I've been playing uh, her music in the car, just uh, really kind of like a revisiting of her music and realizing how great she is. And by the way, when you watch a documentary, I didn't know that she had to wait like eight or 10 years to get into the Hall of Fame. Are you fucking kidding me? Because of the boob thing, they were like, oh, I don't think she should get in. Meanwhile, what's that guy's name who plays the piano who married like his cousin or whatever? <laughs> who is underage, Jerry Lee Lewis, the Great Balls of Fire guy, and, and, and many others. I mean, there's probably tons of rock stars in there that are just horrible people. Isn't Ike Turner in the Hall of Fame? So you're like, oh, you can't have Janet in there because of her boob. Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? Other than Michael Jackson, she was probably the biggest star of her time. You could even argue she surpassed Michael. Once Bad was done, he got weird, and she was the biggest star on the planet. So get the hell out of here. If it wasn't for her, there wouldn't be any of these other stars that came after her, like Britney Spears and Jennifer Lopez. Name them all. All of them owe her debt and gratitude, and to treat her like garbage for that. So what I was trying to bring up was I worked in radio at that time when this happened, and we used to carry the Super Bowl on the sports station I worked at. So when this happened, it was like bedlam. And it used to be a seven-second delay for any programming. After that happened, I remember everything changed. It went to a 14-second delay. So when you hear something on the radio, it is way past when they said it. (laughs) Unless you're listening to it online or streaming it, that's different. But uh, as far as like a radio broadcast. So yeah, the ramifications were huge. I mean, you know, there were clutching pearls all over the place. Like, oh my God, little Johnny, what do I tell my kids? You tell your kids like, Janet Jackson's got some nice boobs. What do you mean? What do you you tell your kids? Whatever. (laughs) Fuck out of here. (laughs) So stupid. Uh, Just reliving all that Super Bowl stuff, watching her documentary just kind of kind of took me back. I was like, I really remember how crazy it was working at that job when all this was going down. And then, of course, every halftime show after that was like the oldest white guys that you care about. Like, here's here's the who they're not going to pull a ball out or here's Paul McCartney. Here's Tom Petty. Just old, crusty white guys, because, you know, the old, crusty white guys who are watching are complaining, which is lame because I don't know what you're complaining about. I mean, and by the way, Justin Timberlake, he could get the finger because he he could have put that to bed if he would just came out and said, look, I messed up. I, I had a part in it. He didn't say anything. He let that shit ride out and she took the whole brunt of it. Meanwhile, that guy's doing, you know, movies and whatever. And I don't I don't really give him any props for that. That's pretty lame. But yeah, when that happened, it was a big deal. That that was a huge thing in, in the radio and television industry. And uh, you felt it right away. I mean, there's like memos and emails about how to handle things and you know 
you can't let anything on the air. Anything you think, you've got to hit that dump button. And a dump button is, for those that don't know, is when something's being aired. You press that button because you got 14 seconds to, to get it off. And you hit that button and the people listening can't hear it. So you can't have, you know, Myrtle and Meredith in the background you know, listening to it, complaining. Oh, my God. <laughs> Janet's boobs. <laughs> oh, no. And I never actually saw it because I was at a bar before I went to work that night. I was watching the halftime show at a bar. I think it was at the Panthers and Patriots. I don't remember who the teams were, but I was like, what happened? Janet's boob did what? Like, whatever. Who cares? You know, then I went to work and then I got all the, you know, the memos like, all right, here's what we have to do now because of this happened and crazy, crazy time. So this halftime show, the reason why I'm telling you all that is because it took us this long to get to here. I mean, they were even worried about Prince, and I, I, I guess you should be, I guess, you know, because he's known for having some risque things on stage. So it took this long for them to say, okay, no more old white guys, let's, let's do some hip-hop stuff. So you had Dr. Dre, you had Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, a surprise by 50 Cent. That's probably the least person I was excited to see up there. Who am I forgetting? Oh, Snoop Dogg. What's wrong with me? How could I forget Snoop? You had uh, Anderson Pac on drums. Really cool, man. I mean, they did a really cool uh, setup. It was like different rooms, different, uh, different setups. So all the white guys, you know, I'm sure a lot of people who complained about it were basically white guys who don't like hip-hop music or West Coast rap or whatever. I just remember when I was watching it, it was hard because, I was, you know, I'm with my family and stuff and you're trying to watch it but also answer questions because I'm the guy they all ask questions. She's like, who's that? What song is that? What, what is this? And my mom's even like, where's the guy with the clock? I'm like, what? No, Flavor Flav is not part of... <laughs> of this he wasn't on these albums it's that's public enemy they're not i would love for public enemy to show up but they're not this is not what this is <laughs> maybe next year jeez. <laughs> i thought kendrick lamar had the best performance and i'm not even like the hugest fan of his but i definitely thought he was the one who killed it i mean the lyrics he was doing and if you listened and pay attention to what he was saying really big and just cool to see dre and snoop snoop out there doing the crip walk just like a blue bandana I'm sure there's a lot of old white people that's like, what is going on? Why is he doing that walk? And they don't get it. None of them got it. It's fine. Good. I was kind of hoping there'd be like a Tupac hologram that would pop up because they were doing California Love. And when his verse came up, I was waiting for it. Like, all right, let's go. Let's, I'm, I, I kind of don't want it, but I kind of do want it. I don't know how this is going to go. And then it went to 50 Cent. And I was like, eh, all right, well, whatever. Hanging upside down like his video, looking like a fat bat. Um, <laughs> Mary was great. She did a couple songs, and uh, she probably could have done the whole thing by herself, to be honest. Uh, it was really cool seeing Dre with the like the control board. I don't know if he was actually doing any like producing or sound mixing or anything, but he, at least he was miming it. Uh, Eminem was cool. He did his uh, song from Eight Mile, took a knee, which was awesome. I was kind of hoping for you know an NWA reunion. Maybe Ice Cube and Ren would come out. I don't know if that was ever in the cards, or if they're just trying to keep it more like '90s West Coast. But yeah, I'm sure anybody who didn't like it, it's, it basically comes down to this: if you like the music and you like the act and you like the halftime show, if you're not a fan of it, then you won't care. I don't really have a, an opinion of of uh, the Weekend who was on the year before. I didn't, wasn't bothered by it. I thought it was okay, but I don't know his songs other than that one, that light song that I hear all the time. But whatever. I mean, just watch it for what it is. People just get all up in arms about it, and I don't care. I was really, really entertained, and I'm just glad to see that hip-hop got its due. Maybe next year they can open things up, or, or in years in the future, they could stop worrying about, let's go get, well, you can't get Tom Petty anymore. Um, but <laughs> you don't have to worry about getting Paul McCartney out of mothballs or uh, <laughs> The Who. Yay, let's watch The Who. No, I don't want to watch those guys. How old are those dudes? No thanks. <laughs> and speaking of concerts, before I go, past guest who's been on this show, Reese, 
did a live performance on Facebook on Thursday the 24th. And those of you who missed it, you can go on her Facebook and watch it. It's really great. She did about an hour. Just awesome seeing live performances again. And shout out to her because she's been on the show and I've been a big fan of her. She did her 20th anniversary of her big album, How I Do. And we talked about it on this show and you want to go back and listen to it, episode 65. Uh, She even did, this is the part that really got me geek. She performed a song that we premiered on this show. That song, Burning Desire, if you remember it, if you go back to that episode, you'll hear it. And to hear her play it, it was just like, this is great. I, I remember when she sent this to me like a year ago, I was really geeked about it. And to see that now she's performing it live and it's going to be part of an album coming up. Just mad geeked. Everything was great. Uh, concerts are back. Halftime show was good. The football game was good. Everything is great. Walking Dead is back. No complaints. No complaints about the halftime show. And definitely check out that Janet documentary if you've not seen it yet. All right, that's it for me. I'm out of here. Make sure you check out the show on all digital platforms. Go on YouTube. Type in Infinite Banter, watch clips from past guests and things like that. Rate and review the show on Podchaser and Apple Podcast. Check out the Spotify playlist. Just type in Infinite Banter. You'll find the show there as well as the playlist. And follow the show on all social media at Infinite Banter Podcast. And one quick thing before I get out of here, I, I did see Blackistan passed away this week. And, uh, you know, rest in peace. Really was a, a true lyricist. You heard a lot of him on the Demigods albums with Self-Titled and Apathy, Ryu from Styles of Beyond, and uh, just... Just really sucks to see that he had passed. So just wanted to give a shout to Blackistan and, you know, go listen to his music. Go find him. There's definitely some real bangers that he's put out there in the last few years. And uh, I had to pull out my Demigods album from like, I think it was like seven, eight years ago. That track, Worst Nightmare, produced by DJ Premier. You can find it on that Demigods album. Killmatic is the name of that album. Yeah, just uh, really tough to see that he had passed away. Condolences and rest in peace to Blackistan. My thanks again to Shaw Calhoun for coming on the show. Big salute to him. Go check him out. Get that goat cheese EP, Mariana, the Rudy tape. Make sure you follow him on Instagram and all the other places. You could do that at Shaw Calhoun and see when his next projects will be coming out. And let's leave you with one last song from Shaw Calhoun. This again is from that goat cheese EP. This is the one I can't pronounce because, you know, I'm not very... uh... Like I said, I'm a beer person. I don't really know my wines. But this here is Master Sommelier from Goat Cheese, Shaw Calhoun. We do not fancy here. That's it for me. I'm out here. Toy, do another one of these. I'm out. Hey, asshole, get off the road. Yo, my attitude is subject to change When the rain switch lanes Like to launch in the sky, so cranes They can't stop, the only hope to contain I fall from Peter Parker, but I'm stuck on Mary Jane Shit ain't the same, today's shit is very mundane Highly disdain, shit words can't even explain I can't be tamed, I'm impossible to sustain I'm the low when the flow, I get dirty like shame But pinpoint aim, rain is supreme up in this game Annihilate my opponent action for entertain It was already conquered for a nigga came A freestyle like to cow, yeah, bring the pain Pretty's what they call him, he's not a Fontaine Straight stomping with the big dogs like Martin Payne
yeah. Vocab speaking, I'm on a higher caliber. Crack melons like Gallica, they brewing for a massacre. Ambassador, bodies getting snatched, I'm not a trafficker. Anything I touch is fantastic, this shit is too drastic. It's like a scene out of Jurassic. I'm spitting straight classics, his shaggy's boom plastic. I'm Mozart, any beat gets Bogart. Yeah, I'm Mohart, yeah, the whole of these Bogarts. Nigga, I'm too sharp, rugged like a pair of cohorts. A true monarch, niggas need proof, beat the hard marks. It's documented, raw titan to clash with. The drop rent it, so fuck it, I'll mash it. Never flash it, niggas catalogs, I trashed it. You only show aggression when it's passive. Being on the infinite banner with my man Mark has been a pleasure.